0: And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's marvelous, monumental, most fascinating, massively mind-bending Monday as we join our hearts and minds as one and draw closer to the King of Kings and glorify his name. First, you talk like a godless woman. Contrary to the popular positions, Job's wife was not a non-believer. Let's just set the stage correctly. You don't say curse God if you're a disbeliever. It's like It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't work. You say this when you're so mad at him that you freak out. You say this when you're so hurt you can't understand what's happening. You say this when you misunderstand God. That's number one. Next, in all this, here is the most honest question. When we get the answers, we get answers from Job uh, in, in Job 32. Should we, including you and me, this is the most honest question he asks, should you and me accept good from God and not bad? But, but wait a second. Can bad come from God? The answer to this question depends on your understanding of God. If everything good is God and everything bad is not God, that sounds great. But that's not scriptural. You think, wait, what? Because, and finally, it's certainly not that God is bad. But bad stuff happens because God is right and true. And sin entered the world because of the rebellion of mankind. And bad stuff comes because in mankind's sin, we gave authority over to the enemy. And the result of sin is super bad everything. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's Insanities in Oive. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us, david at org. It's a great way to get a hold of us. David at hemistincrease.org. You can sail by us today. There's a lot of water out there.
1: (laughs) That's a lot. That's That's,
0: that's unbelievable. And you can sail your way by, but you probably need an ark. I'm just saying. But you're welcome to do that. You can also text us 214-210-8483. Nobody should have this much fun at their job, should they? 214-210-8483. Or you can call us. All right, now here's where the game changer comes. You can call 972-445-0770. But when you call 972-445-0770, you had best be prepared for your entire world to be shaken because you will be talking to dynamite D.
1: Hello lucky person, you got the number right? Cuz you are talking to kid a dynamite.
0: Let me explain to you what that's like. That's like Chinese food delivered. <laughs> yeah, don't tell me. That's like the best thing there is. Come on. What is... I can tell you love eating. <laughs> what? <laughs> Let me tell you something. It. Talking to him is a pleasure. Here's the bottom line. Question, opinion, a thought, a comment. You are welcome to share those. Okay. Now I know some people get a little nervous. They, we'll get to trivia in a second. You get a little nervous. I understand. But we're never going to embarrass you uh, on the radio. That's not the goal. Our goal is not to embarrass anybody. Our goal is to encourage one another. So if you try and get it a trivia question, you get it wrong, don't feel bad. Okay? If you if you try to get to some or you want a prayer request, you want to share, don't feel bad that you, I'm having a hard time communicating. I understand. I mean, it's not, you don't, you don't speak on the radio every day. I get it. Or um, I'm, I want to share a praise report, I'm, I'm afraid that I won't communicate. Don't worry, the Lord will help you. Keep in mind that at the time you speak, Luke 12:12, 12, 12, it'll be the Holy Spirit that'll tell you what to say. Relax. Just be available for the Lord. If any of those things you want to participate in, you can. You don't have to. You can always go to the website and fill out information there if you feel much more comfortable doing that. Or you could answer a trivia question. Here's the trivia question. You guys should get this. And if you don't get this, I'm going to cry and take my ball and go home. Uh, Which person who had 11 brothers was embalmed and put in a coffin in Egypt? That's a
2: good one and an easy one.
0: That's a good one. We try to do that second one be a little easier. We didn't ask the hard one. Like, how many people in the in the Bible committed suicide? That's a tough <laughs> one. I'm just saying. I'm that's just not saying. funny, but I'm laughing. At you <laughs> that's, hard, that's, a, yeah. that's a hard one. And you should see the answers, the theological range answers. That's what's funny is people. Are like, oh, it's this. Oh, it's this. Sure, sure, or whatever. All right. So anyway, uh, straightforward question. Uh, what person who had eleven brothers was involved in putting a coffin in Egypt? All right, there's the uh, question. We'll go to what I got to tell you the phone number. <laughs> I think I know how to do this stuff by now. <laughs> sure. 972 445 0770. That is the phone number to call. Again, that's 972 445 0770. You can text in 214 210 8483, or you can send an email, David at he must increase. We do have somebody calling in, so we're going to give them the opportunity, as we often like to do. We like to make it so that people can call in and check. And don't be afraid about calling. It's like, well, I want to give other people a chance. That's cool. They'll get a chance. We'll have many of these if the the Lord allows us to. We'll have many, 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 many more shows if the Lord allows us to. Uh, We were doing some calculations, so Jennifer... Uh, Amazing Jen figured out that August 26th was like our 1,000th show, uh, and that's not—that doesn't include repeats and so on and so forth. So, uh, or it does include repeats. So, uh, pretty soon we'll be at the 1,000 original shows. But that's nice. we over a thousand shows here. That's a nice kind of thing. All right, persons ready to answer trivia questions, send them on through. <phone rings> knock knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Rodney. Hey, Rodney, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Driving on a rainy road, but yeah, that's okay. Yeah, be careful. I mean, I was on the road. My normal 35 in took me 55 minutes today. People were going like 10 miles an hour. It was, it was, it was tough. So keep focused on the road no matter what you do, all right? <laughs> Well, just, I hadn't seen anybody balling up in front of me yet. Oh. <laughs> I'll send you an ark. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Which person who had 11 brothers was embalmed and put in a coffin in Egypt? Yosef.
1: Yosef
2: is correct! <laughs> that,
0: was, that was my best Hebrew interpretation. Yeah, that was your best... <laughs> <laughs> forgive me uh, It's alright that's oh, right. you did a great job so you did a great job communicating the best you could ever do in that is you could use a three stooges what do you know Joe I mean that's about all you what can you pull know, out Joe? there <laughs> <laughs> excellent job brother I appreciate it very much thanks so much David alright take care be safe okay okay I will you too bye 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 alright it was. It was really pouring, 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 pouring. Was it pouring? It was pouring. <laughs>
1: it was, pouring.
0: pouring. was it? Was it pouring when you came in today? Was yes, it, really? it was.
1: And the thing with it is, since I've spent, I've been driving before and spent because it's so wet. Now I drive very
0: slowly. Very slowly. Yeah, it's, it's a little different now. If I was in my wife's, so my wife has a truck. That's different. But my car, it hits a puddle and it goes like Scooby Doo. <laughs> like, I get, oh my, oh my, <laughs> Lord, I'm not ready yet. All right, well, anyway. All right, here we go. I This is such a hard part. I, I actually, I'm going to take a little extra time because it's a very difficult uh, part. I think it's important to understand. This is right when Job's wife, remember we just talked about last week how Job is like, the whole test was that he would curse God, okay? But he didn't curse God, right? However, the wife... Right here, she's. Uh, Job scraped his skin, broken pottery. He sat him on the ashes. His wife said to him, "Are you still trying to maintain your integrity? Curse God and got and die." She is not a unbeliever. Okay, there's no way. It's, 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 that thinking is just like it's like La La Land. Okay, she's bitter. She's hurt. She's wounded, right? and I understand that people are missing this, but she lost kids her kids she lost uh their entire you know she was with her husband believe me a husband and wife in any kind of endeavor especially ag- agricultural along those lines, they are working this together they've been together for years they've been trying to pull it together this is a huge loss family loss she's feeling it Okay, so I want you to she doesn't have that closeness that Job has, but I want you to at least be I don't want you to be uh, necessarily empathetic, but maybe to a degree sympathetic and recognize, hey, this this is tough. This is like, yuck. And she has come to the end where she can no longer maintain faith. Not faith that God exists, but the faith that God is good. That's the faith she lost. Not that he's alive. Not that he's real. Stop. That's not what he's being. She's just so hurt. She's just, you know, wh- what? Why? What? 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 And remember, she's not even, she's in, she... the way to say this the best way, she's an offshoot from the trial. In other words, the trial is about Satan and God challenging one another over Job. She's not even in that. She's the leftover right isn't that weird
1: I, I just want to interject this and you know i rarely do this when you're teaching but
2: i've from a theological perspective i've always thought it was so fascinating that god didn't
0: let the enemy harm her yeah excellent nobody talks about see, that the, that's another ex see this this is why dynamite D's here. That is a she was she got the offshoot of the negative, but she wasn't allowed to be touched. She didn't there's nothing. And so this is directly at him and she is at the end. And let me explain something to you about believers. We at times come to the end. And before you sit there and try to heap on her, Peter denied Jesus. And he hung out with Jesus. So, I, I, that's all I can say, too. And, and what happened with Mark? Now, I love this because Mark's just one of my favorite. People just don't realize this. Remember, John Mark hung out with uh, Paul and with Barnabas. Then he bailed, right? But then he came back, right? What did he do? He wrote the Gospel of Mark. Uh, I, don't know, uh, you know, I don't know. 500 million people have given their lives to Jesus Christ because of that guy. That's pretty strong. <laughs> I'll take that. That's, that's good stuff And so what I want you to see is she's hurt and the biggest problem that's going on here is that she doesn't understand what's going on now it's it's not to justify it. she should have, it, she should have at least tried or maybe she didn't she couldn't I don't know I should not speak in that in that term but she, there should have been a acknowledgement that God has got the plan and she from her perspective cannot grasp it and sometimes that's what you got to go with sometimes you go through things and you're like I, I see no listen to and you all have every one of you have said this I see no possible good of anything coming out of this whatsoever. And yet you're wrong. (laughs) That's what I'm just saying. You're wrong, 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 wrong. Why? Because all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose, not just those things that don't sting. It's just like, come on. You get it? I feel for her, but I learn from her. My bitterness better be short-lived because God knows exactly what he's doing. And there's nothing in his plan that has a flaw. All right, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on K-A-A-M-770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
3: Hey there. It's Amazing Jennifer, and I'm helping out the David Spoon Experience. As you may know, I basically run the K-A-A-M radio station. Amazing. And Dr. Dave is looking for a few good people to join and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of this here radio ministry. Now you may be thinking, well, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Well, the truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, You have all you need to be a part of this ministry. But Jennifer, don't I need to be perfect? (laughs) No. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Just fill out the form, and we will reach out to you. But sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. You Are on your own with that.
0: Here is your only hint: her initials, from a biblical point of view, are a wonderful candy that many of us have eaten. Okay, like that. That's a good. That's a good. uh, You know, it's a wonderful candy that many of us have eaten. And I would even say some of them have peanuts in them. All right. Anyhow, bottom line: see if you can figure that out. No, no. Just going to leave it there. Somebody's calling in. They're going to rescue me from myself. Thank you. That's very nice of you guys to do that, by the way. I I love it when you call and rescue me. Do you like my intro, though? I lost my piece of paper. (laughs) That was good. It's like, what am I doing? What am I saying? I have no idea. All right, so we're going to have somebody answer the trivia question. Is that right? Yep, here we go. Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. Will Rogers. Hey, Will Rogers. How are you?
1: I'm great. I hope you're better.
0: I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good today. I appreciate that. Except the introduction, I my piece of paper I normally read, <laughs> it was stuck underneath a book. It was like, wait, where's my intro? So anyway, uh, <laughs> that was kind of a phony moment. All right, my friend, here you go. Here's your trivia question. Who called Jesus Rabboni? And the hint was a great candy that a lot of people like.
4: Well, I'll tell you. I didn't know until you
2: gave me the hint. Did you say that again? I didn't know what it was until you
4: gave the hint. <laughs> Mary Magdalene.
0: That is correct, sir. It is Mary Magdalene. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good hint, right? Two initials, yeah, good candy. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> M M&M, M, that's good. It's got peanuts, right? Eminem. I like the I like all of them. I was like, you you got it. Good pick up on that, Will. That was a good pick. I wanted people to catch that. Way to go. Very, very astute. Good job. Yes, sir. Right. have a blessed day. All right, thank you, brother. God bless you.
3: The David Spin Experience.
0: Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I love when Monday shows go good, it's just it's a treat. I love it. I love this has it. been a lot like of it. fun. Yeah. I just love, 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 love. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Now, watch the clues. Okay, in fact, in fact we should play the horn. You know what? Let's go ahead and play the horn on this trivia question. Let's go ahead and do it. 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 Go ahead. Go ahead. And do it. I wonder how many Christian radio shows do this kind of thing. I'm not sure many. All right, now listen to the clues. Because there is, listen to the clues. No doubt you will get this correct which of jesus's disciples said that the disciples should go with jesus and die with him which disciples said that no doubt you will get the answer which of his disciples ah 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 he's getting ah ah, ah. okay if you think (laughs) answer 972-445-0770 is the number to call this is a very good uh eric gets the pow pow on that one uh text 214-210-8483 and then also you can send an email david at org. <laughs> and uh, i don't know if al is listening or not but eric did give a not peter <laughs> that's a good one brother all right two things i'm gonna try this one i don't know how it's gonna work this is a joke that should be funny but might not be that funny it was funny when i read it but that could have been at two in the morning so i don't know if it's funny that's this kind of joke okay all right let's see how it uh, how it works okay a dense fog halted all the flights from the big airport. The lobby soon filled with passengers eager to be on their way. Most of them philosophically accepted the airline's obvious explanation about the fog. However, one extremely wealthy woman, used to getting her own way, refused to be satisfied. Taking a position directly in front of the counter, she rejected all efforts of the young assistant manager to explain the delay. Finally, she said, young man, I don't believe you know what you are talking about. I insist on speaking to the person responsible for delaying my flight. In a voice loud enough for everyone to hear, the young man said in his telephone, Hello, operator. Would you connect this party with extension one in heaven? You're <laughs> killing me, Smalls. <laughs> okay. Get get the, the phone's ringing. Get the phone. Somebody's on the phone. that was, see, see because it was God because of the phone. Fu- okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, one more zinger. Yeah, that's right. You guys can live through one zinger. Thanks. Okay, one zinger. The panel. Oh, I'll bring that person on just a second. I got a quickie zingy. A zingy. But pastor lamented the young husband who had come in for counseling. Whenever Ann and I quarrel, she becomes historical. You mean hysterical, the pastor said. No, historical. She's always digging up my past. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So- Send the person through. <laughs> Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is your brother, Ace. Hey, brother Ace. How are you? I'm
1: doing good today. Thank you, sir.
0: Oh, I'm very, very blessed to hear that. I, I, I assume you're keeping safe and out of the heavy-duty water like, uh, like I had to go through to get to the studio. A lot of water I out there.
4: Imagine. I can imagine. Yeah.
0: Yeah, his, I'm
1: doing good. We're doing good here. No no high water anywhere around me right now.
0: <laughs> uh, praise the Lord. <laughs> that is a good thing. All right. This is a great question, but I did give a pretty good clue, so I'm going to give it to you. I'm thinking you know this one. Which of Jesus's disciples said that the disciple should go with Jesus and die with him? And for this disciple, uh, no doubt this was an interesting response. Who was that?
1: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing now I, I, the name Philip came into my heart. I don't know if that's All
0: right. All right. Now, let me let me help you get a little closer. Which disciple would be most doubtful of the right direction? Oh, and Thomas. Yeah, that's it, brother. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> so what I figured out, brother Ace, is, is this, is... BAPT accounts for about 80% of people not not getting the all the questions for, and you had one of the BAPT on there uh, getting the uh, questions right. BAPT is Bartholomew, Andrew, Philip, and Thomas. And those four account for most of people going, huh? That is exactly what it's called Bapt. Like that first half of Baptist kind of thing. It's ba- it's Bartholomew, Andrew, Philip and Thomas. Bapt. And that's it. But it was Thomas, but Philip was an excellent guest. that had have been right there, right next to it. So that was a good yeah. guess. How you doing in general? You doing all right?
1: Uh, yes, sir. I'm I'm doing fine. I appreciate all the prayers they obviously they're working, so I'm I'm pleased and happy about that. So Amen. I, I that. So keep praying and uh keep hoping and Keep waiting for the return of
0: our Lord. Amen. Let it be. Let it be even closer. and Let it be even before this show is over. I pray in Jesus' <laughs> name. Amen. Amen, amen. amen, amen brother.
1: I appreciate
0: you guys. All right. God bless you, bro. God bless you, my friend. Bye bye. All right. All right, brother Ace. Always good. See, I think he's a good. Good, 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 brother. All right, uh, let's get to this next segment. So here is the the tough part. I, I know here's where we people are gonna. Well, I don't agree with you. Hey, nobody asked you. Nobody told you at any point in all of this show anywhere. You must agree with everything I say in order for you to be a Christian. That's a bunch of rubbish. You need to agree with everything Jesus says. Okay, that's substantially different. Okay, now after the wife has the break. She has a a breakdown, right? Curse God and die. Job replies to her, all right? In this marital moment, there is a definite division between husband and wife. You don't have to be a scholar to figure this out, right? Because she's like, curse God and die. She's bitter. She's hurt. Here's what Job says. You talk like a godless woman. She's not. She's just talking that way. Should we accept only good things from the hand of God and never anything bad? I want, I want you to stop there for a reason. And the reason is, he says, and listen to what he's saying, is you're talking like a godless woman. A godless woman, it could have been a godless man. A godless person curses God. That's the thing. By that I mean this. Uh, godless, not that they don't believe or whatever, it's just that they're so caught in their bitterness they can't see feel, or know anything else. And even Job at this moment, because he has not yet gotten into chapter 3, which we will get to, has not bailed on the goodness of God. So he goes, you're going to accept just good things from God, then nothing bad that happens? It's not that God is bad, and we need to just throw that out the window. God is not bad in any possible capacity. It's that mankind put mankind in position to reap the evil, the darkness, and the bad by sinning against a just God. And when that sin took place, the justice and the righteousness of God demanded judgment for that sin. And that's why bad things happen. And this is where the problem is. People will say, well, why does a good God allow bad things to happen? It wasn't God who wanted that to happen. It was mankind who chose that to happen. And instead of blaming God, you know what you ought to do? You ought to just blame mankind. We're the, we're the problem. And This is my argument theologically when we get into uh, problems in the ecosystem, problems with nature, problems with this, problems with that, all this other stuff. It all comes down to the same place. In the garden, man defied God. And then man reaped what he sowed. That's just the fact. You know, why would God send everybody to hell? Everybody's going to hell by virtue of our actions and our words and everything. God comes along through Jesus Christ and gives us a lifeboat so that we don't go to hell. We're the ones that set it on fire. We're the ones that set it in the wrong course and in the wrong direction. And if it had been you in the garden instead of Adam, it would have still happened. If it was you in the garden instead of Eve, it would have still happened because it's in our nature to choose wrong in those capacities, which is why we needed to be born again, so we could have a new nature that fights against the old nature, because in the flesh, you can't please God, but in the new nature, walking in the power of the Spirit, you can please God, and that's the difference, and that's the war. There you go. Boy, if you can learn that, I promise you, you don't ever have to go to Bible college, (laughs) ever, the rest of your life, seriously. You can just get that one thing. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the True Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience. I want you to catch something because uh, for some reason the church feels the need to – over answer cultural changes that take place look at Jesus he didn't care about anyone's opinion that's what the there. Right and you do not care about anyone's opinion Jesus didn't go yes I do no he didn't he didn't he never because he didn't that's exactly right. He is true. So they said, we know that you are true and teach the way of God. That's a leithes, which means speaking the truth, completely nothing hidden, being real. He teaches the way of God correctly. That's a lay which is the case is according to the fact and doesn't care about anyone's opinion. The Greek word here literally means does not look at people's faces. In other words, when you're doing radio, I can't see faces except for Captain Chris. Okay. I can't see if your face is giving approval or denial, because the only way that happens is by text or phone or whatever the case may be. When an actor acts, they can look on stage and see with the audience if there's approval. Jesus didn't seek people's facial approvals. He didn't care. And you think, well, no, he cared plenty. No, he cared about the mission to save the lost. He didn't care about those who were going to reject in the capacity that he sought their approval. He never sought their approval. He didn't leave live, let me say that he didn't live for people's positive responses to him. He walked at the pleasure of the father. Whatever the father wanted him to do or say, that's what he did. Which is when you'll hear me say, We do it for the author and not the audience. Because I think some of you people are literally some of the nicest people I have ever met in my human journey, but you still don't have a heaven to put me in. And that's what it comes down to. And I know that says that sounds so, you know, harsh, or whatever. It's like, are you serious? Okay. If the Lord tarries and I die, you are not going to help me. (laughs) I just don't really know the way to say it. You know what I'm saying? And so I want you guys to catch that, to catch this is why Jesus was so different. It's because he spoke the truth. He said it according to to, to what the truth was, and he didn't seek people's approval in sharing. He just was like, look, I'm telling you exactly what the Father told me to say. This is exactly how the Spirit's leading me, exactly what the Father wants to be said. And then you look at that, and you go, ooh, how about us? Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at K-A-A-M-770, the truth station here in Texas. That's kaaman Seven Seventy the truth station here in Texas getting ready for our next trivia question after the downfall of <laughs> Haman, who became second in rank to the king Xerxes 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 I can oh every time i say that name i just keep thinking is that really how you pronounce it Xerxes. Xerxes. Xerxes, Xerxes. Xerxes. I don't know. Doesn't matter. After the fall of Haman, who came in second next to the king, who took Haman's place, if you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david at he org. It is here that we will often send you up to the website without making things overly complex. I'll make it super easy. There's podcasts on the website. That's number one, so don't forget there's podcasts. Number two, there's cool stuff on the website. We're still working on making things even better than we can. And number three on the website, important to us, is there's a place to give either directly through the website or... Or information on how to reach or send a check to us here at the studio or whatever, or whatever it's going to be. If you ever have any questions about that, let me know. So please check out he must
4: Prayer request, he
0: must
4: Praise report,
1: he must
2: Looking to give to this ministry, he must Confused by what's happening right now,
0: he must He must increase.org. That's so short.
1: we got shorties today.
0: That is a short one. Firecracker. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. All right, send the person through. we got somebody ready to respond. Send them all through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Da-da-da. Hey. 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 This is Eric. How you doing, Eric? How are you? i doing just
4: fine. i just doing uh, doing good here. Uh, hey, you're hitting it out of the park. You ought to join a baseball team or something. you <laughs> Uh, all three of your segments have been uh, home runs.
0: Well, that thank you. So I appreciate that. That's very kind of you to say, I'll slip you the 20 later on, okay? All right. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, I, I, I think uh, I, I thought it was uh, – I really liked your junkyard dog and how to starve it and stuff. It's kind of like, boy, that's uh, – that's pretty good for a layman like me to understand.
0: I, You know, when I heard so. that the first time, I was thinking, because here's the funniest part about this, Eric. you just really getting a kick out of this. When When we were the four Jewish guys before we had settled in with Ken at the church, we went to this church in downtown Phoenix. That was the Pastor Smith Church. And he actually owned a junkyard and had next to the junkyard had his property where he built the church. And so the, the, the image or the visual of knowing what a junkyard dog is was very clear. You know what I'm saying? Because the guy had dogs. Uh, that's a junkyard. It's like, wow, that is such a great illustration. So I really appreciate it as well. I, I like it, too. It really helps me understand. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. You ready
4: for this, Triv? Um, I am, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm guessing. Go ahead and say that again, because I might be thinking of something
0: wrong. All right, we'll get you there. After the downfall of Haman, or Haman, who became (laughs) second in rank to the king, Xerxes, 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 the guy, who took over for Haman? Who was it?
4: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of the book of Daniel. Is that in that book of Daniel?
0: No, this would be in uh, a different book. The, um, of a female that yeah, starts thinking,
1: with an E. Can we give him the book?
0: Yeah, you can give him the book. Get Esther. It's in the book of Esther. So who took oh. over? Who took over for Haman? Who was her well, relative? It, it would have been Mal, um, uh, Malachi. Um, um, You're right there. You're right no, there. Not less. Not Malachi. What? Not less, but. What's not less, Mordecai. but That is,
1: that is, yes! Ding, 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 ding.
0: See, that's a good hit. Not less, but more. Morde- Mordecai! <laughs> Mordecai! That's exactly right. That's it. He took over. He became second place. He was a guy that would not bend. He would not bow. And that's. Uh, then he took over that second in place and baby that was a that was a good move right there so but still see how you got there though you just had to think about it and think wait wrong book okay right over there okay it's that guy it sounds like malachi but not quite like malachi <laughs> no
4: that's not quite no all right excellent well, job. david I, I enjoy listening to your your uh, your segments they're just uh... They they almost stand alone by themselves. So
0: well, I appreciate that. I appreciate it and I hope it's a blessing for everybody that gets to hear it. That's our big, big, big prayer. So I appreciate hey, it.
4: You have a you have a good day. And right. uh, hey, thanks uh thank uh, uh Dynamite D for uh for being so nice on the phone for yeah, me.
0: You got it. Appreciate you got it. it. You got All it, brother. Right. All right. Take care. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Always a pleasure. Always awesome to hear from Eric, our buddy. All right. So, uh, Eric's somebody that I... When I got something going on, it's like one of the first people that I'll text. So it's just, you know, just one of those things. That's how it goes. Then Julian Cordelia are like... And it's like, you know... I got this little... It's not... A, It's just the people that you kind of stand by. It really helps you. All right. So now let's, uh, we're going to do history in the next segment, okay? Because I want to do it in the next segment. Because I want to talk about this, and I know I'm going to, don't worry. I already know I'm going to blow this, but I'm going to do my best to communicate what I want to communicate out of it if I can. So I want to go back to this thing in Job. It's in Job chapter 2. And we're, uh, I think we're in verse 10. But Job replied, You talk like a godless woman. Should we accept only good things from the hand of God and never anything bad? Now, of course, God allows things, but then God doesn't allow things just to leave them in a certain place. He always accomplishes goals. I think that's what we don't understand more than anything else is God is accomplishing purpose, even though we just see circumstance. And if we can, if you could speak to that and understand that what you see, here's a, a nice way to think of it. If you think of your life as uh, uh, a a musical piece, all right, and every note in the musical piece is events or circumstances in your life, then you have to think of God as the composer, and He's putting all the notes together so that when it's said and done, it sounds like a symphony, a symphonic. Uh, song. And, and he's a master at it. He knows exactly what he's doing. And what's important about this is to is to trust God even when you're frustrated and your ears are on fire and the eyes are falling in the back of your head. And don't try and tell me you haven't gone through it because I know everybody has. I've gone through it multiple times, and I know, by the way, I'm supposed to trust him, which is even worse because in my position, I have the benefit of the story of Job, uh, and I have the benefit of the New Testament, and these people that we read about sometimes in the Old Testament, they didn't have the benefit of some of this word. And we know it, and the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, and we have Jesus living in our hearts by faith, and it's like we have all these advantages, and we still whine and pout and complain about the process because we don't get it. And there's a passage in Deuteronomy, I think it's Deuteronomy 29:29. 29. 29 so it escapes me, but i pretty close to that. And it says, the secret things belongeth unto the Lord, but the things that are revealed, he, you know, he shared with us. But it does imply that there are secret things that belong unto the Lord. And you know what? He's not always telling you. He's not always telling me. I know. I know. Although Gene Edwards gets the total credit for this because he wrote, God knows, he's just not telling <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean he's not telling what things are going to happen, or you know, the end is coming, or he's given uh, indicators or signs and so, so It's just that when you get to the depth of it in your personal situation, God knows every single nuance more than you and more than me, and He's not telling you every single nuance. If he knows the hairs on your head, he knows the intricacies that are going on in your life, he knows the frustrations, he knows the breaking points, he knows every one of those things, yet he is still writing a symphony with your life, and our command is to trust him while he's writing his symphony. That we are his song and that he knows how to write. That we are his masterpiece and he knows how to paint. That we are his, we are his pottery and he knows how to make us. And instead of telling God he's, he's horrible at it, like the pot telling the potter, we ought to just be thankful that he gave us life in the first place. Now, I do have a kind of a problem, and I'm not going to go down this road because I, I promised myself I wouldn't. But, you know, there's a lot of preaching, uh, and I'm not just talking about political. There's even theological preaching about entitlements for the people of God. You are entitled to be destroyed for your sin. That's what you're entitled to. You want to take it up beyond that? Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just like, I'm sorry. I say, well, no, no, Dave. I'm not no, no. Your defiance was enough. He gave us a lifeline of survival because he's graceful. Not because he owes us. The worst part about it, I just got to nobody is entitled <laughs> this is the, the planet lucky is lucky it still exists. And God didn't go, hey, eh, I'll do another one. Boom! I mean, he could have. Like he
2: told Moses.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay we'll take our break because this last part so lights out crazy i love it so we're going to take our break then we'll do history you're listening to the david spoon experience right here on kaam 770 the truth station here in texas short break we'll be back don't go anywhere
3: who is david spoon i have no idea people have asked me about the david spoon experience they wanted to know what i thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish, and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, seven grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations, and is a summa cum laude for his B.A. degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree in theological studies and a doctorate in strategic ministry. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? Nah, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess. People will have to listen to find out.
0: My next guest has been on the show before with a prior book. I'm very excited to talk to him about this book. I've seen a couple of the interviews that he's done. And this book is a great apologetic book on Christology. And I'm hoping that people will really enjoy this. First and foremost, let's welcome back to our show, David Limma. David, how are you doing, sir? Great. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Excellent book, by the way. Big props for writing The Thank True you. Jesus, Uncovering the Divinity of Christ in the Gospels. I I know they give me a list, and I know you know they give a list for us to ask questions, but uh, if you remember from the last time you were on the show, I, I rarely look at that list. <laughs> oh, so, no, that's good. Because yeah, I like to get from from you as the author, you know, kind of where it was going and what you were thinking. So let's just talk about, at the core level, you know, for the purpose of writing this book, what was the big goal you were trying to accomplish in writing The True Jesus?
2: Well, I I started out, I wanted to write a a, a primer, a survey, an introduction to the New Testament, and as I got into it, I realized that I could not cover it adequately with sufficient depth. So I asked the publisher, Gregory, if I could narrow the focus to just the Gospels, uh, because the Gospels are where you see the living Son of God, and you encounter Him, uh, and you you sit at His feet and and hear His teachings, and you watch Him, uh, and you observe his behavior and his authoritative teaching and his empathy for human beings, and you see his Declaration of Divinity uh, and why he uh, he, he led the, the Jewish authorities to want to crucify him because he was, in fact, claiming to be God because he is God. And so I want his divinity and his full humanity to, to jump off the pages uh, in of my book. And the book is a is a compendium of the four Gospels, in a consolidated account, not attempting to be a harmony, which uh, you can't totally do, uh, and, and in a roughly chronological form, the ultimate goal—and with with a running commentary—the ultimate goal is: I want people, I want to inspire people to read the Gospels and the Bible for themselves.
0: Welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience, thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, getting ready for our final trivia question. What a fun day Monday today has been. All right, here we go. Which woman said to her mother-in-law that she would die where she died and she would be buried where she was buried? And here's your only hint. It ain't Oprah. Okay, that's, that's, your, that's your big oh, – come on, that's pretty funny. Uh, that's, that's your big hint. Uh, 972-445-0770. Uh, also, you can uh, call in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david, at org. We are going to do history. You know, I list history last on Friday last week. You know that because I know a bit. It made me sad. I like history. I know. History is just – it's goofy. Yeah. So that's why I like history. All right. Uh, fire away on history. Let's go. Let's go live in the past. Let's
4: go live in the past.
0: All right. So uh, we do have somebody calling in, but I do want to do some of these history things because these are just – some of these are just – um just legendary <laughs> so let me uh, let me do this real quickly and then we'll then we'll bring the person on so we got to do this history first so d what we'll do is we'll do the history then we'll bring the person on uh today is national crazy day well you're listening to this show aren't you so that made sense uh it's national good and plenty day Remember that? Charlie says, I love my good and plenty. Charlie says, really rings a bell. Now, this is probably going right past Dynamite D, so that's okay. No clue, do you? I have no idea. No idea. Don't even worry about it. It's National Baloney Day. Now, I do know what baloney is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Now, back in the day, <laughs> my baloney had a first name. It's O S C A R. My baloney had a second name. It's M A Y or M E Y E R M A Y. Whatever. All right. And uh, this was the beginning of the forty-hour work week. Uh, is really what it celebrates. I don't know how that uh, helps anybody. I haven't worked forty hours, and I mean that doesn't work. Uh, 1861. On this day, the first transcontinental telegraph line across the United States is completed. Uh, also, 1946 on this day, the first photo of Earth from space was taken at an altitude of 65 miles above the Earth from a motion picture camera mounted on a V-2 rocket launched from White Sands Missile Range. That's like, what? So just think about it. So that's uh, what I got. That's 54, 64, 74, 75, 76 years ago today, the first Photo of Earth from space was taken. Yeah, this is like, that is so cool. I don't know. I don't know. I think stuff like that. And last but not least, 1901 this day, uh, which is 121 years ago, uh, first person to go over in Niagara Falls in a barrel and survive. I don't know why you would do that. That's not the point. Okay. Bring that person on through for <laughs> the, the trivia. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to?
4: Hello, David. This is Stephen.
0: Hi, Stephen. How are you?
4: I'm doing fine, although I'm concerned. If I miss the trivia question, are you going to push me over Niagara Falls Apparel?
0: <laughs> well, only if I get to change your name to Annie Edson Taylor, because then she survived. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's well, too good. It's, that's too funny. Uh, uh, I think we're talking about
4: Ruth and Naomi. So That I'm is guessing. correct, sir. You're right.
0: <laughs> no barrel pushing for you today. <laughs> oh, I'm such a disappointment. <laughs> excellent, excellent job. Oh, I
3: Beautiful, love you, brother.
0: All right, thank you. God bless you, brother. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> You see, who says you can't have fun with history, right? All right. All right. Here's the last thing. So this is the last portion on the text, and I want to make sure to be careful in this. We're going to spend a considerable—not a considerable—we're going to spend some time on what's up and coming. But this is the last—before Job's three friends come in and share his anguish, this is the last thing that the Scripture says. So in all this, Job said nothing wrong. Okay, Uh, and then another translation would say, so in all this, Job did not sin with his mouth. So in all this that that happened, Job didn't say anything wrong. Now, I want you to stop, okay? And the reason I want you to stop is I'm going to say something to you that you're going to just, uh, maybe you haven't heard before, and I'm not trying to weird you out or anything like that. But this was a trial in chapter 1 and chapter 2. This is the trial that Job was in. Now, Job has survived the trial, okay? Can anybody and everybody understand? It says when, he, when she asked him to curse God, last little push by Satan, using the wife, he replied, you talk like a godless woman, should we accept only good from the hand of God and never anything bad, and all this Job said, nothing wrong. He survived the trial. The trial was over, okay? That does not mean that Job was done, It just means the trial was over. And I will give props to a a gentleman named Bob Fulton back in the day when uh, him and I were sharing at a restaurant one time, and I told him, well... I had this opportunity to take over my dad's business and I would be in charge of the business and I would split the profits with him. And at that point, the business was worth about $30 million and I was 19 or 18 or something along those lines. And I said, and I was uh, by the grace of God, I said, no. I said, nope, Jesus wants me to stay in Arizona. I'm not going back to Detroit. And his mouth dropped to the you know, whatever. And so I'm sharing the testimony, he's like, oh, that sounds all great. That's okay. So and Bob Fulton said something I never forgot. And I, to this day, recognize is absolutely true. He goes, isn't it amazing and graceful that God gave you that trial at the time that he did? Because if you had that trial 10 years later, you might've had a different answer. And I was like, wow, Bob, talk about reading my mail. <laughs> Right, because then after you have kids and everything changes, it's like things. Right, the trial was at the perfect time. <laughs> and the reason that I bring that up is for you to understand. Me to understand? You go through a trial, you get through, it's over. Okay, and the key in that is that in all that, Job did, he had said nothing wrong. Now we're gonna spend chapter three through thirty-one having Job share his feelings <laughs> and his friends' responses. This is not the most pleasant stuff in the world. These last two chapters have been fantastic. What a lights-out, fantastic guy this was. But he's about to do something that that doesn't help a whole lot. And in chapter 32, we find out Job justified himself rather than justifying God. But before we get to chapter 3 through 31, let's recognize that in all this, Job did not sin. He got through the trial. It was over. He has survived. And sometimes you've gone through a trial and it was at the right time in the right way because maybe in a different circumstance you wouldn't have done as well. But you got when you got through, the Lord brought you through, you're done, that trial's over. It doesn't mean you'll ever have a trial that's similar. It doesn't mean any of that stuff. What it does mean is that God has declared you to be something and you have proven him correct again because God has never been proven wrong once ever. So if God ever said a good thing about you, It is absolutely the truth. And one thing he says about you is that he delights in you. So get all the big theology, put it all in a cup, say lots of fun to drink and lots of fun to talk about, and get down to the core of it all. He loves you. Stop trying to think you're going to earn the love because you're not. I still try to earn God's love. 44 years later, still doing the same stupid, you know, you know, there's a word for people like me, but I can't say it on the air. So the bottom line is this, he loves me and he loves you. And for all the stuff that you go through, all the pain and all the sorrow, and he weeps with you, and there's four verses that verify that he weeps, not including Jesus wept, by the way. The one in Isaiah is even more dramatic, where it says that he weeps for those who are weeping. But anyway, the, the, the principle is this. All of that said and done, the Lord always is with us through every moment, and even afterwards when we have a breakdown, he is with us. He does not abandon us. Even Job, about to spend 29 chapters justifying himself, not blaming God, just justifying himself. Big difference. Even though he's going to do that, God still speaks to him at the end. He still affirms him at the end, and he still blesses him. So instead of you thinking, well, for God to bless me, I'm going to have to be perfect. I have to do everything right. No. (laughs) The blessing of the Lord maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. Proverbs
4: 10.22.
0: The next shoe is going to fall. No, it's not. No, it's not. But there is a principle at play. According to your faith, so be it. So let's use that one. Okay? Well... Do you have faith in the faithfulness of God and the truth of God and his diligence to love and protect you and make sure that your trials have purpose and have intent and accomplish their goals and thereby will bring relief after you've suffered? That's what we believe because he loves us. And if you're looking for great theology on why God loves you, everybody can come up with everything they want to in the whole wide world. But you know why he loves us? Because he is God. And that is what he is made of, his love. It's like, pfft. Ah, take that. I say yes and amen. That's what I say. Otherwise, you'd be saying no and oh me, and that's no fun. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770 the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back more Insanity with Spoonanity. Ta to you then.
2: The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KWAM DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.